Welcome everyone to Be Healthistic. Our audience is always asking about CoQ10. So for this Ask the Doctor segment, I'll be interviewing the expert on CoQ10, my father, Dr. Stephen Sinatra. Welcome, Dad. Uh, Drew, it's good to be here. And you know, um, I, I have a little humility about being called an expert on CoQ10 because I actually met all the experts on CoQ10, but they're mostly deceased right now. I mean, Carl Focus, Fred Crane, Emil Blisnikoff. I mean, these are the guys that really launched CoQ10. And I am blessed, Drew. I am blessed that I I was in their inner circle, so to speak. You know, I went on cruises with them. I attended medical meetings with them. I had dinners with them. So I felt like I was introduced to CoQ10 at an early age. In fact, my first introduction was in my early 30s. Now I'm in my you know early 70s, and it's almost about it's been about 40 years that I've worked with CoQ10. And I have to tell you, back then uh, I used to call it the miracle nutrient. Right now it's for sure the miracle nutrient because there's been an explosion in the literature over the last few years on CoQ10. Well, let's let's dig in about that because I think our listeners probably know about the uh, the cardiac protective benefits, obviously that CoQ10 can have. But apparently, there was this research paper that you've uh, sent out, and I've I've read that is showing all these uh, essentially non-cardiac uh, potential benefits that CoQ10 CoQ10 can have. So, can you speak to some of these non-cardiac benefits? Sure, and it, it, this actually blew me away, Drew, because. You know, we're, we're writing this textbook, which is going to come out in 2022. Uh, and, and uh, you know, one of the chapters is on metabolic cardiology. So when I, when I came across this recent paper only a month ago, I mean, it was amazing. It was just incredible. And you got to remember, when I, when I was attending the anti-aging conferences and when I became certified as an anti-aging specialist, Everybody, I mean, I was, the, I was the only one. Everybody was talking about the neural hormonal theories of aging. They were talking about growth hormone, melatonin, you mm -hmm. know, certainly testosterone, progesterone, uh, pregnenolone, all those hormones. Nobody was talking about the mitochondrial theory of aging. I was the only one. And uh, now I'm going back 25 years. Drew, in the last few years alone, there's been thousands and thousands of articles in the literature about the mitochondrial theory of aging. Yes. So you got to remember, CoQ10 turns the clock back. In other words, it rescues mitochondria. It takes these mitochondria who are, who are being decimated by insecticides, pesticides, heavy metals, UV light, all that stuff. But CoQ10, because of its magical, and I say magical, membrane stabilizing activity, mm -hmm. driving, driving ATP in a preferential direction and having this bioenergetic support. This is where CoQ10's magic is. It's in the mitochondrial membrane. And when you're supporting the mitochondrial membrane, you're supporting the aging process. So I'm, yes. I'm just all in on CoQ10. And again, I am blessed that these pioneers have, uh, you know, intersected my path. I mean, and now you have it now and look, you did research on, on CoQ10 in the, in, in the mouse model. You mm -hmm. saw what CoQ10 did. They read you know, more. They had more energy. They had better coats. I right. mean, you did that original research. That was almost so, 20 like, years ago, too. And that was 20 years ago. And um, so I, I have to tell you that um, I think CoQ10 has a lot of legs. And, um, you know, we're blessed at Healthy Directions because – we use this cyclodextrin complex. And I was amazed. It was, it was, this is a varietal of CoQ10 and, and Tishcon Laboratories uh, uses this. And I'm, I'm so indebted to Raj Chopra because 
when the Japanese reported that the cyclodextrin complex now improves the bioavailability of CoQ10 even more. Mm. And they were showing that CoQ10 had an impact on aging, you know, around the eye. In other words, and smoothing out the skin. I mean, can you imagine all these aspects of CoQ10? Then there were aspects of, of, of being supportive to the kidney and, and, uh, and, and you, know, you know, calming, you know, inflammation down, you know, not only in the brain and the heart, but the kidney as well. So I'll tell you the truth. I, I just feel that uh, by accident and by fate, uh, I'm so blessed that CoQ10 and myself have become buddies. <laughs> and I have to tell you, uh, I continue to be amazed and awed by this recent research on, on CoQ10. Yeah, no, it is phenomenal. It is. It is phenomenal. And they also mentioned uh, relieving pain in fibromyalgia patients as well, which is likely due to the whole mitochondrial supported mitochondrial thing aspect. And again, this whole aspect about immune system uh, support, I mean, supporting the immune system. And right now we need immune system support. And and basically, you know, if if CoQ10 uh, can intercept these inflammatory cytokines or Mm -hmm. lower NF kappa B, interleukin-6, C-reactive protein. If we can lower these inflammatory cytokines and lessen what we call the cytokine storm, uh, CoQ10, because it supports endothelial cell function, um, may have some utility in even infectious diseases going forward. So I am looking forward to even more literature, literature to be released on CoQ10. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I I just feel that... uh, we're blessed as a family to be involved with CoQ10 for decades. And I'm so glad that uh, you've been dealing with it for more than 20 years as well. And remember, you were taking CoQ10. I had you taking CoQ10 when you were six and seven and eight years old. Thankfully, yes. It's a wonderful thing you brought on board at a young age. You know, you had those little asthmatic episodes and I was treating you with CoQ10. So uh, I think, you know, you and CoQ10 are, are going forward is, is, is going to be a great combination over the next 10 to 20 years. Well, I've learned everything from you, Dad, so thank you. Um, what about uh, dose? I'm sure a lot of our listeners are wondering, uh, well, I've got some of these conditions here that you just mentioned. Uh, is the standard dose of 50 milligrams or 100 milligrams uh, sufficient, or do I need more? In this toxic day, day and age that we're living in, uh, I used to believe that 50 milligrams for a 40-year-old person was adequate. Not anymore. I think 100 milligrams is really the way to go. Anybody my age group, 100 to 200 milligrams of a, of a good quality CoQ10, a bioavailable form uh, is, is really the, the way to go with. A hydrocyable form is the one that we use. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really uh, important that the older you get, that the more CoQ10 you get, especially postmenopausal women. I think women, and Carl Folk has taught me this, that women in their 70s, for some reason, they can't make enough CoQ10 in their body as a male in their 70s. So any 70-year-old woman, I would say a minimum, a minimum of 100 and preferably perhaps 200 milligrams of CoQ10 going forward, even if she's healthy. Now, if you have hypertension, hypercholesterolemia, high LP little a, you know, uh, prone to infections, have immune system dysfunction, then, you know, go higher. Certainly any cardiovascular situation like heart failure, even higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, I've been using even three to 400 milligrams of CoQ10, especially, especially in my adult patients who are pediatric patients waiting for heart transplants. Now mm. they're adults. 
And uh, when I see them in the office, even now, I'll increase the CoQ10. But but they're all thriving. They're all doing well. So I'm blessed that the CoQ10 has helped, you know, a lot of these younger pediatric kids who are now actually approaching your age right now. Wow. No, that's great. That's great. And and lastly, Dad, what about um, those that are on a statin? Is this recommendation for dose still around 100 milligrams or would you go higher? I would go, I would probably go up to 200 milligrams now. Again, it's not just the statin. Um, it's it's really, you know, the, the day and age of the statin, you know, the, the electromagnetics, the uh, Wi-Fi, the the um, insecticides, pesticides, heavy metals, you know, that, that whole toxic soup environment we live yeah. in. And remember, and you said it so clearly, in a toxic environment, what suffers? Mitochondria. Mitochondria are so vulnerable, especially in the inner membrane, you know, of, of the mitochondria. So it just makes sense to take more CoQ10 to rescue the inner mitochondrial membrane. We've gone 360 with this, and I just feel so blessed that CoQ10 uh, is, is in our tool bag or, or basically our handbag of instruments that, that we use on a day-to-day basis to treat our patients. Yeah. Well, Dad, keep us posted on all the new research coming out, especially on the immune system. I think that's a fascinating piece that you mentioned. So uh, we look forward to hearing more in the future. Yeah, maybe in the next six months to a year, there'll be more literature and we could you know, talk about more aspects of CoQ10 because I'm still being surprised right now. It's really wonderful. So thanks for bringing it up, Drew. This, this was a great conversation. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Thanks for updating us, Dad. 